Hi, this is Dr. Amrita and you're listening to the Doctor's Creative Diary podcast. This week on our Voice of Anchor Challenge, we were celebrating women power in our team Wonder Women. We are discussing creativity, making money, financial independence, entrepreneurship and NFT for artists in our episodes. Today, I am in conversation with Riddhi Diora, an entrepreneur, parenting coach, founder of the Easy Parenting Hub. A Kolkata girl, now in the northern part of our country, she juggles motherhood and her need to help 100,000 moms. This is episode 3 in the Voice of Anchor Team Challenge where we are celebrating women power through our Wonder Women team podcast. You will find the link to the podcasters in the description below. And here's today's show. Hi Riddhi, it's so nice of you to join me in this podcast. Uh, tell my audience a little bit about yourself. Hi Dr. Amrita, thank you so much for having me on your show. So I'm just going to quickly walk you through the more important parts of my life. So I'm a Calcutta girl. I'm born and brought up in Calcutta. I've stayed in a very traditional family, very religious family, but I was blessed with parents who were very forward looking and uh, even though we were four sisters, one brother, there was no partiality or bias or anything. All of us were given the same treatment. And in fact, I feel that my father did more for his daughters, like did more for us. And we got good education, everything, but the environment was very protective. And as a girl, I always wanted to sort of step out of my comfort zone. This is something that I wanted even as a child, but uh, I got it much late you know i got it like when i was 21 that's when i decided that you know i'm going to step out of calcutta so after i finished college i had this deal with my mother that i'm going to start applying to universities abroad and uh, i really want to do this and uh, the deal that we had was that only if the best universities accepted me would i go if they did not i would stay back in india and then go to some university in india and more than going to the best university i was very desperate about stepping out of india and stepping out of my comfort zone and you know exploring uh, things on my own because i'd always been surrounded by people i also had so many siblings so i'd never really lived alone so that was something that i really wanted to do so i worked very hard i was an average student like i never i was never a class topper or anything so on the top 10 15% I was a good student, but not like I never was on the top uh, leaderboard or anything. But I worked really hard, and uh, luckily, or you know, maybe because of my hard work, I got accepted by all the universities that I applied to. And because I won the deal, so I was allowed to go. But the condition was that once I finished, I had to come back to India. That was another condition that my parents had. Like they were not okay with me staying back uh, in the UK and then continuing to work there. So after I finished my degree, I came back to India. But once I came back to India, all the jobs were taken because you know, uh, uh, in the UK, you finish in the month of June, July, like you finish your dissertation and everything. So by the time I came here, all the jobs were taken, the profiles that I was looking for. So again, you know, there was this huge vacuum, and I didn't know what really to do. But uh, I was reading the newspapers on an everyday basis. 
And I saw that, you know, all these companies, Flipkart, Snapdeal, all of them were growing at an exponential rate. And every day when I opened the newspaper, this used to be the first news on every single newspaper. I think Amazon was not in India then. This is from 2013. They came in much later. So I thought, you know, if they are growing at an exponential rate, if I do something with them, I am definitely going to grow at at least 30-40% annually, if not at an exponential rate. So I decided to, uh, you know, get into that space. And my father had this apparel distribution business, but it was very, it was a very traditional setup. So I thought that, you know, I can get him online. But uh, even with my father, I wanted to keep it very professional. And my father also, you know, sort of supported me with this. So I registered a different company for the online business. And then, you know, I used to buy inventory from his company, then sell it online and all of that, you know, so for the, for the first few months, it was very like a, a slow process. It was sometimes, you know, I really self doubted myself also that whether I could really do it, but uh, I was very persistent and I kept trying and that business became very big. And after that, in 2015 is when I got married. And again, you know, that was another uh, changing point in my life or turning point. I got married, I came to Gurgaon. And when I came to Gurga, I'm a very like a family centric person. For me, family comes first on my list of values. So I decided I'm going to sort of take a break from work to sort of give my new family more time to get to understand them a little better and also for them to understand me. So I was working remotely from Gurga, but it became very difficult to manage the business properly from Gurga because it was in Calcutta and everything mm-hmm. was from Calcutta. So I decided to let go of that business entirely and I was being managed by my brother but uh, every time I've taken a break from work I've realized that you know my energy is really gone down so I'm somebody who likes to be uh, mentally involved or you know I need something to think about all the time so my energy really went down and after six months of being married I got myself a job in this uh, fashion startup called Roposo and it was a content creation platform for fashion. I worked there for around six months, but I realized that, you know, I was not cut for a desk job because I'm a very, I would like to call myself a very creative person. And I didn't feel that I was uh, getting enough scope to be creative there. And while I was on the job, I also uh, started this other fashion label called Riti and Revika. There's another story about how this oh. all started. But uh, so it's going to take a lot of time. So I'm just going to skip. Not that a problem. Very interesting. So <laughs> you have started already two businesses, and this thing I'm not talking about at all. Like what you're doing currently. So all of this right. are that's uh, that's quite impressive. Please continue. Right. I'm very interested. Okay. So so Riddhi and Revika, if you want, if I have to tell you in short how it started. So I was very desperate to start a business, and my cousin called me, and she told me that you know she was designing a few clothes. And she wanted somebody to help her out. So I told her that, you know, I just cannot help you. I want to be a part of the business completely because Mm -hmm. I was so desperate. So the next day I went and I got the labels printed. I even got the visiting cards made. Absolutely had no idea where the business was going. Got the company registered. Everything in in one day, you know, like we did everything. And I did it on purpose because once I put all the papers in and everything there's no backing out right I knew that I'm in it for good so we had this phone call we had a telephonic conversation and then we met for coffee and then this whole thing you know turned into a business and uh, 
we just started with like uh, eight outfits and we used to only sell online through instagram we used to use uh, we tried uh, influencer marketing we sent our outfits to a lot of influencer we didn't want to burn money because we were not making too much money so we were just sending it to influencers because they need new outfits for their blogs and uh, they were very generous to give us very good pictures and then you know from there it kept growing growing and then with the the business was able to fund itself and we were able to open a store in new delhi in chapurjad and uh, yes and also got placed with like 10 11 multi designer stores some very good ones also got a lot of international exposure dubai uh, in london we were placed with some multi designer store bangkok so it was a very very like a good business so uh, that business was it went really well but in 2020 when covid happened the retail sector was very badly hit all our orders were put on hold because all the weddings were postponed and i was doing mainly like wedding wear like trouseo wear and designer wear so all my uh, outfits all the orders were put on hold also the workers were very scared there was a very uh, like a panic environment so they went to their villages so we were also not in a position to process all the orders and uh, again you know i did not want to expose myself to in and out clients in those times because i had a small child at home and it wasn't safe for anybody at home so i made this very hard decision and but it was a very quick decision so it happened in march and april i decided to sort of resign from the company and sort of you know and uh, we actually closed it completely it's still operational online but we shut down the store because the rent and everything is very high the overhead and is very high exactly and it didn't make any sense commercially to keep it running and i feel with business it's very important to not get very emotionally attached absolutely so all right so i let go of it and then i had been creating content on parenting for almost 5 years like ever since i became a mother i've been sharing my experiences on instagram and that was the primary platform where i was only sharing content on but then uh, because there was so much free time i started creating more and more content on parenting also i started learning new skills like i absolutely had no idea about the digital space in fact i didn't even know what a webinar was but uh, on instagram i started getting these ads on by you know a lot of digital uh, mentors so saurav jain was the first uh, 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 digital mentor that i got introduced to his webinar was the first webinar that i attended and it was related to instagram growth so that's you know that's something that i did and i saw that you know by learning my growth really accelerated so i was sitting at 13k uh, following in the month of uh, march 2020 and now i have more than 140 and i think it learning really helps knowing how to do the right thing really helps also i had not made any video content for the last whatever years like for almost three and a half years of creating content on instagram there were no there was no video content because this i was doing just out of pure passion there was no idea of monetizing the space at all this was just you know something that i love doing okay. so uh may 2020 is when i started making videos and then i gave myself this challenge that i'm going to record three videos every day so that was my video journey and i recorded three videos every day for three months so that sort of gave me the confidence that you know i can do it 
and I kept uh, doing it and I not just recorded, but I also kept posting it on uh, social media to get out of my comfort zone. And um, that is how I think, you know, I just kept putting good content out there. And there's another story about how I made my Instagram profile public. So if you want, I can share that with you. Or Yes, please do. So actually, like, you know, I'm a very like a shy person in personal life, also an introvert, it's like a combination of both shy and introvert. It's not like I like to be with myself. And I was not like all my social media handles were shut and everything till I became a mother. And that's when I made like an Instagram profile, just like a stock library where I would go and save all my son's images so that people from my family, like his grandparents and my, my parents could see uh, you know their grandchild so that was the whole intent of creating an Instagram profile and I used to write a little about you know the challenges that I was facing and what I did to make it better and a few milestones so you know the content was related to parenting even on my private profile but I had this very strong urge of sharing what I was learning with other mothers and I just didn't know how to do it and during that time I got introduced to the practice of Nichiren Buddhism so I remember I was sitting for this uh, Buddhism meeting and the topic for our uh, discussion meeting was the importance of sharing your experience with others. And throughout that meeting, like Dr. Amrita, I just could not focus on what was happening. I kept telling myself that, you know, I should share my experience with other mothers. I'm being very selfish. So that uh, whole meeting was around, like, if you have something to share, it is so important that you share it. Don't keep it to yourself. And throughout that meeting, because I had gone through that learning curve where, you know, it was very difficult for me. And then learning about parenting made it very simple for me. And I could see myself in a much happier place because of the learning. And I was like, I had this really strong urge to share it, but I just didn't know how to do it. So I come back home and I just very casually, I was telling my husband that, you know, I want to do this, but I just don't know how to do it. But I really want to do it. So it's like, you have to do it on Instagram because that's where mostly mothers are hanging out. And I completely dismissed the idea. I was like, I just cannot be on Instagram with a public profile. It's just not who I am. I just cannot do this. But he was very persistent. And he was like, okay, we're just going to make it public for one day. And we are going to uh, see if you get more than 500 followers. If you get more than 500 followers the next day, we'll keep it open. If you don't get more than 500 followers, we'll close it. And I was sure that, you know, I'm not going to get 500 followers because I was sitting at some 200, 300, you know, those family members. So I was like, okay, let's do it. So, you know, just before going to bed and uh, I opened my profile and I went to bed. And I renamed the profile. I made it Mom on Skates. This name was also suggested by my husband. And he was like, let's at least rename it because otherwise people are not going to know that this is content on parenting. So let's just rename it and make it public. So we renamed it to Mom on Skates and then made it public. Next morning when I woke up, I was completely in a state of shock. I had some 800 new followers and 2000 uh, plus notifications from you know likes and comments and direct messages and I remember that whole day I was like seven eight hours I was on Instagram reading all the messages that I'd received responding to all the comments and that's when I got like a true validation from the mothers that this content they they really want this content and there's a lot for me to learn also because uh, there were comments where mothers were also recommending different ways of 
sort of dealing with that situation. So they're like, you know, yeah, something like this happened with me and I did this and it worked for me. And there were mothers who were saying, yeah, I'm going to try what you've suggested. Maybe it's going to work for me. I'm going through the same thing. So that sort of, you know, gave me the validation. And also when you see that, you know, people are responding, your confidence goes up. So I felt that, okay, I can do this. So I kept creating content, you know, because I had kept it open and it was not very consistent. I would say it was like twice a week or sometimes three times a week because this was only, you know, me venting out. There was no sort of business or anything that I was trying to build. And uh, then when the lockdown happened, this was like a direct connect when I started doing all these courses with digital mentors. And when they started, you know, uh, encouraging us to think about what our Ikigai was, to find, to get clarity about the niche. And when I did the Ikigai test for the first time, because till then all the businesses that I'd done or been in was just very like a very spontaneous decision because I had to do something. So I jumped into it. It wasn't like, you know, I'd never sat down to think that what it is that I truly like or enjoy doing. So when I did the Ikigai test for the first time, you know, I this fit perfectly well that, you know, parenting is something that, you know, I would like because I love reading. I uh, love to write about it and I've already done it for so long, which, you know, tells a lot about the fact that you know even without monetizing if you can keep doing the same thing over and over again you know for sure that you are into it and you love it so I was very sure that I like it I was very sure that parents want it because I was getting good engagement but you know just about that you know whether people are ready to pay for it I was still you know I was not very sure whether people are ready to pay for it and more than people being ready to pay for it I wasn't sure whether I'm in a position to ask people for their money to be very honest. So, yeah, so then, you know, I got that clarity and then I got introduced into uh, different programs. I did digital, uh, made, uh, created digital courses. This was a part, uh, or this was Siddharth Rajshekar's program where he teaches you how to make digital courses and then, you know, give it to whatever your topic is and then how to even sell it and to uh, build an information, information coaching business. So that's the next thing that I did. But, uh, I was not able to launch myself because I was not sure of my products. Also, there was this uh, fear of sales. Like I was not very comfortable with selling. So I created this in 2020. I think May I had all my products ready, but I was not confident. So I never really uh, made it public. And uh, then one thing led to the other. Then a lot of mothers started asking me about uh, parenting workshops. So again, something that, you know, I, because, you know, sharing your experience is very different than conducting a workshop. So I was not sure if I'm ready to create, conduct a workshop, but I think for me, everything was designed. Like, you know, I just kept saying yes to everything, but every time, you know, I kept getting the right mentors in the right sequence, I would say. So I remember at night I was reading something on the internet and I got get this ad from uh, Gopal Krishnan and he conducts five days WhatsApp classes. So in that, you know, I was like, you know, and it was a part of the course that you have to launch yourself. And because, you know, I was like, okay, now it's a part of the course. I have to launch myself and see if I can do it. And that's what I did. And I got a phenomenal response on Instagram. Like I didn't have to do any ads or anything. Just like one creative I posted on Instagram and I got like some 200 plus registrations for my first workshop, which again, you know, and then when I conducted the workshop, I collected a lot of Trustpilot reviews 
and uh, when i saw that you know i got good great reviews also parents uh, and mothers like mostly like you know my community is mostly mothers because i think my vibe is attracting only mothers so uh yeah so then uh, i got like you know i felt confident that you know i can do this also because mothers uh, felt that they were also benefiting from it so i did that for the for almost a year january 21 till december 21 so i did around 150 workshops every month i used to do 10 to 12 workshops that's a lot and then yes and then a lot of corporates also started approaching me they saw me on instagram probably or uh, and then they reached out to me so i did a lot of corporates i did kpmg evi walmart uh, marsh and i yeah so i did i think around 10 i'm not remembering all the names but i did around 10 corporate workshops and uh, got some media coverage also like uh, times of india hindustan times some you know like people so you know then you know my confidence sort of increased then december last year is when i re-recorded all my programs on parenting and uh, then uh, uh, january is when i've started to actually offer my programs to mothers and children and uh, yeah it's good i'm getting a great response and i am really very strongly uh on this mission to help 100000 mothers become confident creative and courageous and i feel it is so important for us as parents to learn how to become better parents because you know we are just expected to know what parenting is and we are expected to know do know and do everything right it's i just feel that it's almost like you're putting somebody on a bicycle and you expect them to know how to ride the bicycle the first time they sit on it so you know the minute you become a mother you're expected to know everything for some of us you know it could come naturally and it might not be a challenge but for a lot of us it can be challenging and i feel that education and learning about parenting is the only way to make it easier for you so i think i'm on this mission to try and educate mothers and also educate myself in the process and uh, i feel it really helps and i'm seeing the change in my community and uh, especially mothers because i feel we don't celebrate ourselves too much we don't appreciate ourselves at all and we are always you know even after working all day even after putting in a lot of effort we always go to bed with this feeling that i did not do enough or i could have done better so i think there's a huge uh, uh, need to shift this mindset and the only way to do it is to actually start educating yourself and to start celebrating yourself a little more yeah. so that's a little about me and uh, for me i think it's all designed by god and i honestly every single day i just uh, i don't have any sense of doership i just feel that i'm doing god's work and uh, i just feel that uh, you know i just feel that i'm responding to what mothers are asking for and uh, i always tell uh, you know every interview in magazine or whatever i just say that you know my my business is designed by the mothers for the mothers so you know i'm just you know somebody who's enabling the whole process but it's actually the mothers who've designed it for me by asking me to sort of do the workshops to create products so i've just been responding to them and i'm here to serve them 
that's very beautiful uh, very nicely put it's by the mothers for the mothers and you're just an yeah, enabler that's very nice yeah. and yes i do believe god puts us in the path we are supposed to walk it might not always be easy but it's definitely the path to follow so this was very yeah. nice knowing all about you and now i'll ask you uh, tell us about your daily health wellness routine which helps you be the wonder woman you are like you are obviously doing a lot so tell us how you manage what is your health routine how do you keep it all together so for me i'm not like a great health freak or anything but yeah i have my own like a morning schedule that i follow every single day so uh, my morning begins with like lemon honey water that's how i start my day and uh, then uh, i do like 5 to 10 minutes of like uh, silence and that silence could be anything like it could be reading sometimes sometimes it could just be you know sitting in my balcony and sipping a cup of tea it's different every day it's not the same thing but 10 minutes of not doing anything is something that i do after i rise and uh, then i have a gratitude journal and affirmations this is something that i do every day it's not like i've been doing it like even as a child but it was not like i was not writing it every day or anything but now for the last two years i've been very consistent so i write my gratitude journal and i do affirmations every single day also my goals i write but you know it's like more more than goals they're like things that i have to do uh, during the day so you know like daily goals so i just get a clarity about what is it that i'm going to do in my day every day in every morning and for exercise like you know it keeps changing for me morning walk is something that is very consistent that is something that i enjoy the most but you know like in between i had taken up this challenge of for fitness but again you know because of travel and you know uh, going to my in law sometimes going to my parents sometimes it just gets a little difficult to be very consistent so i think morning walk is something that i'm very consistent with and pranayam so this is you know this is something that i do and as far as food is concerned i eat in moderation i try to eat the right things i eat like mostly home cooked food if i'm eating like outside food also it's like once a week or uh, maybe once in two weeks but it's very it's not too much from the outside and it's very like in moderation also i like to like my last meal uh, i try to keep it at least 3 hours before i sleep so i just follow these uh, simple uh, rules i eat everything but in moderation like 80% of my appetite and i avoid sweets i don't eat uh, too much white sugar like in tea and i don't have too many sweets in general and if i really have a craving also i'm just going to eat a small piece not like the whole thing that's very good everything in moderation that's the clue yes, yes. then you can eat everything right. forever that's the yeah. biggest sleep yes and good sleep yes oh, that yeah, good sleep. Also very and that's very interesting that you said you stop eating 3 hours before your bedtime because that's something we all do at our home too we try to have yeah. our dinner by 7 7:38 at the latest if you are going right. out that's a problem sometimes but then we eat very little because uh, right. everywhere you can't go and demand dinner early <laughs> so that's a problem no no of course <laughs> yes no even i eat when i'm outside i don't have any rules uh-huh. but i think even if you are home like most of the time we are home so you know if you can have these rules at least yeah, when you are it helps home, it, it always works, helps uh, yeah yes. you can work better when your digestion is better you're sleeping better yes definitely yeah you will know better you are the doctor <laughs> no but uh, it's very interesting that you said you ate seven hours like you know 3 hours before your bedtime because that's one simple thing that can really change people's lives you know they can sleep right. better that way 
yes right. so uh, what kind of training do you do as a parenting consultant for corporates so i like for corporates mostly the corporates tell you what topic do they want you to cover so it's mostly around self care and also like some modern day challenges about you know additional screen time and social media addiction then managing uh, life and work you know work life balance so those are the topics that they usually come up with but i'm very open so in terms of you know so it's more like mine it's mine is more like a mix of parenting and life coaching because i feel that as parents the more we work on ourselves the less we have to work on our children and this is something that i have experienced because when i started this journey i was in a very low life condition the first few months after i became a mother i was in a very low life condition because you know i was not working and working is one of my core values so you know i actually decided to stop working for a few months to be able to spend more time with my child but i realized that every time i've let go of work my energy is gone down so i think you know when i'm working and also being with my child that's when i'm the happiest so you know this is so i just feel that as mothers we really need to identify what our core values are and then you know have a balanced approach and do a little bit of everything instead of you know just letting go of one thing completely to be with the other thing full time because sometimes you might think in that moment that this is the right decision for you only to realize later that it's not making you happy and if you are not happy there's no way that you can make your child happy so you know i went through that journey and you know this is what i tell mothers that if you feel that you are comfortable and you're very happy just being with your child that's great then you should not be complaining but if you feel that you want to work then don't complain that because of my child i'm not being able to do it you can do it if you really want to do it very interesting because i too believe that until you are happy you can't be in a happy relationship you have to be happy with yourself that's the most important relationship to be in you know with yourself yes. otherwise yes. it just doesn't happen so uh, please share a few tips for moms to grow their audience on instagram and how to earn on instagram are you earning on instagram or are you just earning through different methods like instagram influencer mode that's the question i'm asking right so it's a slow journey so let me first address the first part of your question how to grow on instagram so definitely consistency is the most important thing because you have the more visible you are the more stickiness you have for the audience you know like let's say if i'm posting something on monday and then the next time i'm posting is on friday in between my audience i'm going to lose my audience because they still want content on parenting but if i'm not feeding them that content they're going to go somewhere else for that content so if you want your audience to stick around you have to constantly keep feeding them good quality content so consistency is definitely very important second would be being authentic it's very important that you are true to what you do and you only talk about things that you truly mean and you truly believe in because especially now because you know video content is what is uh, really uh, something that you have to look at and through videos people can really feel your energy they can you know actually tell whether you are being honest or not so it's very important for you to be authentic i think consistency authentic and the third would be you know to follow what the platform is supporting so let's say if you're on instagram and if you're not making reels but you're working really hard trying to do the other stuff then your growth is going to be slow 
so every platform has something that they really strongly promote and you have to be a part of it if you wish to really grow your presence on that platform so if you're on instagram you need to be doing what they are really promoting sort of to get their algorithm and to get your growth happen that is there and as far as your mindset is concerned like for me of course you feel good if you have good engagement and good followers i won't lie about that but it's not something that has been my prime motivator that you know only when i get likes or only when i get comments am i going to create content because i feel that even a few people even a few mothers can benefit you know i'm good you know so every time i create a post i say this small prayer in my head may this post reach the person who needs it the most so you know even if it's getting to five people and they are benefiting from it you know i feel my purpose is solved because it's better than not serving anyone if you can just serve five to 10 people also it's better than not doing anything so there's nothing for you to lose there's only uh, something for you to gain also even though i'm on instagram and spending not more than like i'm spending half an hour to 40 minutes i put that timer now they have this new feature where you can put this reminder so i'm spending around 30 to 35 minutes so I, right now i've put it at 30 but i'm sometimes exceeding it by 5 10 minutes so that's there also great thing to do is to have your own products if you're an influencer on instagram because the income that comes from the brands is very volatile it's not like a permanent source of income so some months you might get a few brands and also the income from the brand takes a lot of time to come it's you know only when you are you are already sitting at a certain number of followers other brands going to come to you so revenue wise you can make revenue but it should not be your only revenue model because a, it's very uh, it's very volatile not also consistent <laughs> not consistent not at consistent. all it not be your primary source of income yes. for sure also second is unless you know you've grown you've really invested yourself or you're somebody like a masoom meenawala or you know because you've treated it like a proper business so you have to really treat it like a proper business for it to actually give you revenues like a business right so and i so it's you have to uh, it's going to be a slow journey so you have to be prepared you cannot think that you know i'm going to start a page and start making money the next day so for me i've been creating content for 5 years now so first 3 years i was yeah i did get a brand, a few brands initially but you know it was not like you know it was not enough to pay my bills or to you know pay for whatever it is that i want so it was yeah i had some passive income you can treat it like a passive source of income but it cannot be your primary source of income because it's volatile and also it's a social media platform it is you, you know it can just shut down and uh, you don't know where it like you know tiktok it's not there right so you cannot have a business that's completely dependent on uh, social uh, media i believe that too you can't have something you know you can't put all your eggs in that basket somebody else exactly but yeah while you're there and if you're invested yes. while you're there you're invested it makes sense to try and monetize as much yes. as you can why not but why not yeah but the idea is to not Uh, get very attached to it and do not treat it like uh, your primary business i would say what i like about your enthusiasm is i think uh, uh, you come from a business family that's what i gleaned from your conversation so you have business in the blood which does help believe me like you know going and getting my parents will be very happy after uh, listening to this ha uh-huh. no because you know the way you talk like i talked to my you said you talked to your cousin and got it registered and then started a 
business in Delhi, that's not easy. Getting the work done because, uh, you know, Delhi people, they need to see whether you're working. If you give money, they will work. Otherwise, it's very difficult to make things move. So anywhere in India, if you have to start a shop, that takes a lot of clout. And you going from Calcutta to Delhi and then starting your own business, I think you deserve some kind of award, you know, and managing a new home and everything. So that's amazing. And I really want to know whether you plan to take this parenting coaching thing as a, is this a registered business too? Like, do you plan to do it that way? Yeah, I registered it long back, actually. Like I registered it. Uh, yeah last year you know so april i gave up my previous business okay may i registered this so for me the whole i yeah so for me you know i have to be sure that i'm into it 100 percent because i cannot do things like you know with uh like you know like i cannot do it like you know just for the sake of doing it so i like to you know i have a proper current account and i have a registered business it's called easy parenting Yes. That's very good. So even when I had very less money coming into my account, it was still coming into my current account and very I good. like to keep it separate. No, that's so, very good. Because, you know, on my blog recently, I had written a post about starting an online business in India so that it's easy for women, especially to not feel awkward about offering services online. So when you say this, uh, you have to realize that, you know, you are actually doing something quite interesting. This is probably your third or fourth business that you're doing. So that's so interesting. Uh, And so you can call yourself a serial entrepreneur. How do you stay creative as a podcaster? And what do you want your son to learn from you as a podcaster? Like, you know, from your learning journey. Yes. Okay. This is the most difficult one out of all the questions that you've asked. But like, as far as my creativity is concerned, I think uh, I love to write. I think uh, I'm the most expressive when I'm writing. And uh, I can think very clearly when I'm writing. And uh, podcasting is something that I've been thinking of exploring for a really long time. But thanks to Voice of Anchor this November, I finally got into it full time. And uh, I really enjoy podcast writing for my podcast and also sort of recording my podcast. I feel uh, that when you're writing for a podcast versus when you're writing for a video, it's very different. Because when you're writing for your podcast, my thoughts are very deep. Also, you know, there is no restriction about the time. You know, when you're recording a video, I feel I sometimes think that, you know, it should be a one minute video. People are not going to uh, watch beyond that or maybe maximum a three minute video. And that sort of restricts a lot of your thinking. But when I'm recording for my podcast, I'm very like free in my thinking and I can uh, write. It takes a lot of time for me to write right now because, you know, I've just started and uh, but a uh, topic has never been a problem for me because you know all my topics are coming for them from the mothers so I never really struggle to uh, decide what I want to talk about because you know I always ask mothers what do you want and they always have so many things that they want so choosing a topic is not a challenge and then just presenting it my style that also you know writing also I love to write so it's nice it's just that sometimes you know I want to you know get everything that's inside outside on the paper so that's why you know I just spend some time thinking before I write so I just love this whole experience of sort of thinking writing also I for a few podcasts I've actually spoken to a lot of mothers like I recorded this podcast about Indian mothers raising children abroad 
like so for this you know i actually spoke to a lot of indian mothers like from my family who have been living abroad for more than 20 30 years and i got to understand a lot about how they are really feeling as mothers you know they just feel that they are indian and also a different mother Dif- you know they are like living dual personalities at the same time that was the common thing that you know i could understand from the mothers that i spoke to so you know it's very nice and i interviewed one of my uh, tribe members for one of my podcasts so then i got to understand a lot from her what she wants how she feels is the parenting education really helping her so i feel that when i'm doing this i'm actually growing a lot as a person myself like if i compare myself to the riddhi who Five years back, I'm a completely different person. I'm a lot more patient and uh, very uh, non-judging. I would say I was not this patient, to be honest. I was quite the impatient kind, and I think like for me, more than what I've given, I've received more than what I've given. Like, you know that boomerang boomerang effect. What you put out is what you get. But I think I have received more than what I've put out. I've uh, attracted some amazing mentors into my life, and uh, there are so many that I'm not going to take their names because I might miss out. But uh, it's it's just been a very uh, phenomenal journey, and I just feel that our life is about growth. It's not just about happiness, like. of course we would like to be happy but our life is not about being happy all the time but our life is definitely about learning something new all the time and growing as a person and every time a challenge uh, every time i face a challenging situation right now i don't feel uh, very uh, i don't feel very weird about it i just feel that you know it's here to teach me something and then i just try to understand what is it here to teach me and then i just move on with the next thing so you know like when i gave up on my previous businesses i am i don't get emotionally attached to any business this is one quality i think maybe i got it from my father but i'm not emotionally attached to any uh, business or anything that i'm building i'm just here to serve and do whatever best i can and i think when my time is done i'll move into something new but for now this is what is really uh like you know i wake up to you know this every single morning when i wake up i wake up with a lot of energy enthusiasm even if i work for hours even if i'm reading writing and taking classes and learning myself i don't feel very exhausted because i just love doing what i'm doing right now so it's very uh, nice because uh, i just feel very good every time a mother reaches out to me and she tells me that you know she's feeling so good about herself because of something that i put out for me it's so it's very little effort but you know just one piece of content if that can really make somebody feel good and just feel that i'm adding so many digital points to my uh, spiritual bank account you know so much so many points to my spiritual bank account and that is what we are eventually going to take with us so every day i just feel that i'm very blessed and i'm very uh, grateful that i get this opportunity to serve and to add to my spiritual bank account on an everyday basis so and something very beautiful that i read somewhere is that you know we are here for three reasons one is to survive the other is to save and then the third is to serve so you know survive is when you are providing for your basic needs so that i think we've pretty much have taken care of that then save is when you are you know sort of uh, stretching beyond your basic needs to provide for whatever materialistic desires that you might have like a fancy car or a fancy home and the third thing that you are here for is to serve 
so if you can take care of these three elements survive save and serve then you've pretty much lived a successful life so right now i think first thing is taken care of with god's grace so the other two is what i'm really focused on to save and to serve and i think if i can do this in the next whatever number of years i am living for i think i've i could call i could say that i've left led a successful life so i think uh, yeah that's uh, pretty much it what will you uh, like teach your son from all this learning what will you give oh yeah him? sorry i completely forgot about this part of the question so for my son i just uh, want him to have a very uh, uh, an attitude to adapt that is something that i would love for him to have that i would not like him to be stuck in a place like for me i think that i have that quality and this is something that i would like for him to also have of course this is something that i want and there's no pressure if he wants it or not but as a mother i would really like for him to sort of uh, be a lifelong learner keep learning something new because i feel that only when you're learning you keep growing and uh, that's very very important and as far as podcast is concerned he's done two episodes with me i think he's That's better wonderful. than me he's better than me actually i thought that it's going to be very difficult but the episodes that i record with him are actually the easiest because he's so spontaneous with his responses so it's very little effort for me there's no post production or too much writing or too much editing involved so it's nice so i think i just let him be and i'll just let him decide what he wants to do as a mother i'm going to try and give the best as far as giving him the right direction is concerned but i'm going to let uh, him make his own choices because our life is all about what we about the choices that we make and i'm not going to make those choices for him but mm-hmm. as a mother i would uh, definitely love to sort of give him the ability to decide what is the better choice for him that is my whole thing that i really would like to do for him and i really hope that i can do it for him and uh, yeah let him decide what he wants to do basically in short thank you so much riddhi for doing this and uh, see you on another show i hope i will yes. be picking your brain again maybe a few years from now asking you what happened you know next theek hai yes. okay thank you yes. so much thank you so much it was a pleasure speaking with you and thank you so much for your wonderful questions <laughs> i think i never spoken so much about myself with anyone till now <laughs> but yeah so that was riddhi diora a mompreneur a mother who juggles many hats a creative entrepreneur a podcaster a blogger and a business owner she owns the easy parenting hub where she wants to help as many mothers as she can today she was in conversation with me as a part of the voice of anchor team challenge we are the wonder women talking about what women really want listen to all the podcasts in the series you will find the links in the description below this is dr amrita and you are listening to the doctor's creative diary podcast hosted on anchor